Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 14. Today, I wanted to share with you um, something that's been asked of me a lot lately, and it might take us a few episodes to get there because the question is around my spiritual research here in Domenher. What specifically am I working on right now? And in order to tell you what I've been working on now, I kind of need to go back a little bit, uh, a few years in the back. Let me start by saying that as probably many of you know, I'm a Domenherian. Domenher is one of the largest spiritual eco communities in the world. And I have been living here for, oh, wow, like 13 years now, 12, 12 years, um, completed 12 years. So uh, this is home. This is the place where I do my research. If you know nothing about Domenher, please go to www.domenher.org because anything I could try to tell you squeezed into a few minutes is not going to be worth it. Um, not not Domenher itself, not our, um, our incredible temples and underground temples and all the other places connected to these magical lands. One of the things about Dom and Her is that we are an initiatic society, which means um, we are initiated into what is called the School of Medit Action. And the School of Medit Action, when you go up through the grades, one of the things that you do is carry out spiritual research. And spiritual research, what we use by it, what we mean by that term, spiritual research, is um, topics of interest that we go deep diving into for our own spiritual evolution and our spiritual growth. And as you can imagine, my topics for the last oh, too many years to count have been connected to plants and nature. And so um, this really started in a various different ways. So it's not as uh, direct as you might think, which is why um, I was asked to kind of share it here in the podcast, because there are so many angles that we could take. Right now, I am the co-leader of what's called the Laboratory of Nature and the Environment. And in that, there are multiple groups broken out um, that are studying different aspects of nature in for their own spiritual evolution. For example, um, there's one group that's connected to more shamanistic traditions. There is one group that is connected to more... Um, research into how nature and a close contact with nature develops you personally, specifically literally being outdoors. Um, there's another group that is researching more the history of the Sacred Woods Temple and the, the more mystical connection of Domenher um, uh, that Domenher has with nature and specifically with um, the various beings in nature, plants and nature spirits and animals and such. And there is another group, for example, which is the one that I'm in, that's working on the expansion of your subtle body of, of how you change and transform um, physically as well as spiritually or subtly um, your, your bodies change uh, as with a deep connection with plants in particularly. So I'm going to get there. I promise I will, but to get there, I kind of need to give you a little bit of background to walk you through. Now, these groups, um, I've obviously talked about my groups. My groups are connected to nature in and of themselves. There's many different groups. There's groups that are studying, um, what happened. There's, there's, the path of the soul relating to death and reincarnation. There's groups that study 
um, fire and what are the connections and the relationships between human beings and fire. There are some that are studying ancient civilizations. There are some that are studying spiritual physics. There's all kinds of different topics, even modern topics like, you know, economy and politics from a spiritual perspective and the way that we can develop a more spiritually integrated way of working in these different realms. I started off in, I've been in several different groups over, over the years and over um, about, what was that, four years ago, I, um, I entered into one group that was specifically going into, we, we kind of created this group that was really connected to a strong connection with nature and of course, a strong connection with plants specifically. And every year when you start, so we, we start in September because that is the beginning of Domenher. The first of September is the beginning of our new year. And we start with a research group. We go all the way through to June. Um, and then we take the summer to uh, more do projects that we can do all together as a school rather than as small individual groups. And several years ago, when I started with this new group connected to nature, you, you know, you pick a theme at the beginning of the year. What is the, the thesis that you want to study? What is it that, what is the hypothesis that you want to explore for that year? So it's always within this, whatever the greater realm of your group is, and then you narrow it down to a hypothesis, and then you carry out throughout the year research and experimentation and study, and every group does it a little bit differently. Um, but mine, having uh, having that scientific background, I wanted a hypothesis and, and something that we were researching in. So I um, really wanted to pick something that was very expansive, and especially for me personally. And I started to do research into the connection of the land itself. So many of the people that were in my group, we were very connected to the current land that we were living in. So we decided that we were going to explore and we were going to study what were the effects of a deep connection to the land that you were in, like what changes in you and what are the different parts of you that develop by having a very physical um, experience with the land in which you're in. So throughout that research year, we took a lot of, well, actually it was several years in the making, we would go out and um, do different types of nature experiences. Um, some that were very kind of forest bathing like, some that came from the ecotherapy world, some that were more spiritually inclined, some that were more um, kind of tourism aspects and history of the land. And it was really fun. It was really a really interesting way to explore. So myself as, um, as a nature inspired mentor, really, and who's somebody who had worked so closely, who worked so closely with plants, I was really looking to move and expand myself out from just that piece, because I feel like the ecosystem, as you've heard me talk about over and over again, when I'm talking, when you're talking about your relationship with plants, that can take you only so far in the perspective that plants themselves don't live in isolation. So it's extremely important, even for myself and my own research, to push myself into the ecosystem, push myself into the environment. And that juxtaposition, that that separation and yet closeness of what happens, of what it means for me to be a being of nature and yet be part of an interrelated experience that is the environment that I create and the other beings that live in there. So really looking at 
what does it come from, from a cultural perspective? What is the human culture connected to all this? But then obviously, what is the culture that we want to create as we reintegrate these parts, um, as we reintegrate the mother world, as we say here in Zamenhof? And that's where I discovered this really strong, deep connection to the Selassie people, which started to fill in the gaps for me of some of the aspects of my own lives and my own self that honestly I didn't understand. And this is the beauty of doing research and experimentation. All of my, if you've ever been, you know, inside of the naturally conscious community, you know that we're always researching and studying new things. We're expanding ourselves in different ways. You know, in the book club, for example, we're reading about all these different aspects and all these um, various relationships that exist with nature through scientists and artists and such like that in the writing group we're writing about these expressing ourselves um, expanding our own creativity and in the master classes we're using more of the kind of scientific research or the live commentary that i do breaking down the various papers and studies on plant intelligence and plant consciousness and plant cognition is really about breaking down and stepping into the world of scientific knowledge so bringing all these various pieces together is extremely important because that's how we better understand who we are. And then from there, for example, like with my clients, we can take that knowledge and, and choose consciously the direction for your evolution. So of course, I'm the first one that has to be doing that because if I'm not doing it, then you know what's the point? So I wanted to share with you some of the things that have come up over the last few years of my research, starting from there. And that's why I said it might might take me a few episodes, so bear with me, Because, but I'm hoping it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to your commentary, to your comments and your questions around these topics, because um, for me, they've become super clear, but it doesn't mean that it's always easy to explain them and that they're clear. But I want to start kind of at the beginning. And the beginning really was with this first group that I was with, that it was a group connected to the mountain we called it the mountain of the initiate, which is really the path that we all are taking, right? No matter what school of thought you study with, whatever philosophy or religion that you follow, right? We all kind of think we're on this mountain. We're traversing through this mountain to get to the summit. And the summit, of course, is that place of greater enlightenment, this place where we, we will discover our oneness with everything, all these different metaphors that always talk about that mountain of the initiate and how we're getting there. And so for us, we wanted to explore the relationship again between the me as an individual us as a group and the mountain that we actually live around because we're in the Valcuzela Valley we're at the foothills of the Alps in Italy so therefore we are in the mountains and um, the people of my group for example are very experienced hikers and climbers and campers and people who, so we tried a lot of different things over the years. I mean, we've been mountain climbing around here. We've gone and, you know, slept outdoors. We've gone to high elevations. We've gone into grottos, all as part of our expansion. And as aside from that, because again, we're our spiritual research, right? We're not just a, a trekking club or a hiking club. Um, we, we had to bring in the other part, the animistic part, the part that is the relationship with the land that is more than just the physicality. What does the mountain also provide to us? For example, if you look at the Alpine culture, 
that exist here in this area, that Alpine culture was very regenerative. That was an Alpine culture that was deeply related to their lands, where the spirituality was the relationship with the mountain. And so that was the other aspect that we wanted to understand and explore for ourselves. And for me, it opened a huge world because one part of it was the current current or modern day Alpine culture, right? The Alpine culture that's existed for, you know, a few hundred years here. And then the Alpine culture that you still see in some parts of it and getting to know that and the relationship, the the self-sufficiency. So you've heard me talk often about the elimination of fear or the evolution of fear into a place of freedom. And that really comes from this research, the research into and the experiences of learning survival skills and, and of learning how to orient yourself with a map, of learning how what are the tools necessary when I'm out in the wilderness, of learning what are the wild plants that I could eat, how do I create traps for animals? Like, in other words, how do I survive in the mountains has transformed my sense of fear because that base fear as we get you know, farther and farther into why am I afraid? Why am I afraid? Why am I afraid? Ultimately, all of our money issues or our issues around um, like feeling like you don't have enough or I'm, I'm not worthy or anything oftentimes come down to a fear of I can't survive. I can't survive in the environment that I live in. I can't survive in the way that I want to. But when you have those survival skills, when you have that opportunity of understanding yourself, in a, an environment and knowing that you can adapt yourself to that environment and um, get what you need in the environment. In other words, where you are in a harmony with the environment. So you understand where you can find food. You understand how to create what, how to get clean water. You can flow with the elements. There's like so many different aspects that transformed the relationship that you have even in your day-to-day life, because you realize that that baseline fear that has been driving many of your actions um, kind of either subsides com- or, or disappears completely. So a lot of this work for me, this research has expanded many different aspects of myself. It's, it's touched that low living, that low um, that low level fear so that I am not afraid of, I don't feel tied to money in a way that is like the driving force in my life or all these other things because I know how to survive at an intimate, deep, deep level. So that's one aspect that's come out of the research. The other part that's come out of the research is a really deep understanding of who I am. Because obviously I live here. I chose to live here. This is not where I was born. I am not a natively born Italian. I am to a certain extent a naturalized species into this area. So um, I could have been invasive and uh, definitely know some people who have chosen to move to other parts. I've lived in many parts of in many countries. And I see the difference between somebody who's naturalized and yet, um, and those that are, uh, for example, invasive, you are trying to transform the culture in which they currently live in into some other kind of culture um, because they want to keep their own identity. And then there's those that even their own identity disappears. And to be really honest, for several years that I lived here, I felt like parts of my identity were disappearing. Parts of myself that I was hiding or holding back on or not being able to fully live 
for many, many different reasons um, where I was trying to adapt too much, where in other words, I was not adapting, but I was um, becoming something that I was not. And I could feel that in myself. And so these aspects of myself started to really transform with my relationship with nature, because I started to realize that being naturalized and being a um, member of the, uh, of, of nature, like being one with nature is not my characteristics disappearing, but instead it is my characteristics harmonizing with what's around. And that really came from this deep relationship with, um, with the natural world around me and, and the fact that through this work, I started to better understand why I ended up in a country that I had no interest in living in and in a place that although one part of me was very happy about does not fit the traditional characteristics that I think of as myself. So what happened was, as I started to do research, I became very enthralled with the Selassie people, which are the native, specifically in the area in which I'm in, this, this pocket, the Selassie people were the kind of Celtic-born, uh, Gaulish tribes that existed in this area that were wiped out by the Romans, wiped out so much that they, they didn't have a written language. So there's really not much to go on other than some stories passed down from generations. There's a few stone carvings that I have been able to see, which was so invigorating and so enlightening for me. And basically the land itself, right? The land, it's the land themselves tells me so much about it. So spending more time in the mountains, I got to, and, and being aware that the Selassie people were calling to me. Now, mind you, you have to understand that I am, as you already know, Cuban American, right? So born in the United States, but in a part of the United States, that's just basically North Cuba. And so really coming from that, my ancestors come from Spain. And when I was living in Spain, I had already discovered, because by that point, I was already an initiate of a different spiritual school, of a different uh, initiatic school. And in that initiatic school, synchronically, I was initiated in through a, even though it wasn't a Celtic school, I had a Celtic connection there that came up and I didn't understand its origin. I didn't know where it was coming from. When I was living in Spain, I discovered that my family heritage from both my mother and my father's side pass through the Celtic parts of Spain. So already I started to, by entering into a deeper connection with the land, by connecting into the plants, by understanding the ancestors of that land, I started to understand who I was and my own connections. And that was really opening and comforting to see that I was following a thread that wasn't that had its purpose now remember i've talked to you already about how your uh souls your soul mission is connected to each life you have a life mission i mean a life purpose and then you have these deep patterns and your passions which i'll go through again um over and over again because it's really an important concept so i was starting by sitting there by being in spain by connecting to the physical land 
not so much the culture, although the culture too, the culture always felt familiar, but it was the land that kept calling to me. And by connecting into the land, I started to understand that there was a part of my soul's journey that had been connected to this Celtic culture and this Celtic way of doing things. And I could start to tap in to different lives and different experiences that were coming through heritage, as well as coming through lives that uh, helped me see what parts of myself I needed to reawaken in order to be able to accomplish some of the things that my soul needed for this journey. So the parts of my my Celtic roots that were coming from a spiritual root, like a past life, and a physical root that was coming through the heritage of my family, but that I needed to bring and reawaken in order to accomplish the life purpose that I had. And that was that was already very eye-opening. So when I got here, I didn't understand, I didn't know any of this. Um, I didn't know anything about the Selassie. I didn't know anything about this part. So I was like outside of my Kabbalistic elements, which were another part that got connected in Spain. And the fact that we were, you know, in my own family lineage, as well as in my spiritual lineage, which I've discovered um, eventually had come through also like some of my past lives. I have this deep Kabbalistic perspective. So when I came here, I was like, okay, I get the magical side of being in Dominher, but what is this connected to relating to my soul's mission? What are some other pieces? And that was where the Selassie really helped me. Now, in 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 some of our deeper explorations with both um, spiritual physics teachers and ancient civilization teachers connected to Dominher, who have done a lot of research around the Selassie and the topic, going back to the time of even Atlantis, I started to realize and discover some other pieces that had always been important to me. In my own journey, for example, um, I am from a Caribbean country and a very tropical environment, love the sea, do not love the beach, not understanding why I don't necessarily love the beach when I absolutely love the sea. And another weird part is that as a child, I was very obsessed with some Nordic countries. And I was like, why am I obsessed with Nordic countries when I hate hate the cold, despise the cold. So I was like, what is what is happening here? And then through this work with the Selassie, I ended up discovering kind of the journey that peoples took from Atlantis to eventually end up here as the Selassie and some of the other cultures that were around here, the Torian and the other pieces. But for example, I learned that on the Atlantic journey, like Atlantis, there was um, different aspects of Atlantis um, civilizations that went out from the main point. And so these other civilizations were moving into different aspects and different lands. Specifically, for example, we had some that were going out to Egypt and things like that, and then others that were moving into the Nordic countries. And then the ones in the Nordic countries were the ones that were having a divine communion with what are the nature temples, right? With nature. And I was like, oh, this starts to make much more sense to me on my own journey. The fact that when I'm thinking about myself and my own journey, because Dominer is very connected to Atlantis, I was like, but the whole Egyptian and ceremonial magic, I've done ceremonial magic. I have been a, a ceremonial like ritual master and I've done a whole series of ceremonial magic and I still carry out a lot of ritual work, but it's not really the thing. I knew it was a piece I had to like pick up, but it wasn't necessarily my thing. 
But the nature magic, the aspect of connection and communion with nature as a way of reconnecting to the divine, that made perfect sense to me. That really hit a chord. And so I discovered on this path that you have, you know, this connection that goes up from Atlantis into the Nordic countries. And then from the Nordic countries down into Ireland and Scotland and such, where the divinity that I am most connected to is actually a Celtic divinity from Ireland. And again, I do not like the cold. I do not like the wet in that way. And yet ended up like really connecting to this country. So I could start to see how this connection moved through and how after the fall of Atlantis, when certain parts really reinforced the connection to the Nordic countries and civilizations that had been able to survive, like, you know, formed there and then moved and started to move down. And then those Celtic connections kept spreading down through Spain and into the area that we are. So these are the ancestral lands of the Selassie then I could start to understand my own journey, spiritual journey, and what my soul was picking up along the way and the memories that I need to recuperate, that I need to recover, excuse me, that I need to recover in this lifetime in order for me to accomplish this next part of my uh, life purpose, which is again, another piece of my soul journey. So in other words, the deeper I started to go with the studying, the more I understand, I understood and I continue to understand more of the seemingly conflicting things that I have loved in my own life. My heritage from a Caribbean island that I deeply resonate and connect with, I mean, very deeply, and yet my connection to Nordic cultures that, that I didn't understand. So could my soul's journey, could some of my lives have gone from that Atlantis culture all the way through to the Nordic as part of those people who settled with a deep reverence for nature? Um, I always grew up by the sea, but I am not a huge lover of the beach. And could it be that it's because of that Nordic migration down to Ireland and Scotland and these different areas that were seafaring people? And that's why coastal cities always feel so good to me. Like I really enjoy living by coastal cities. And then also the fact that Ireland and Scotland really feel like home for me. And I could understand those Celtic, those deep Celtic roots and that deep um, affinity and work that I do with my Celtic goddess to better understand myself and those cycles of life and death and many other things, which I can get into in another one, because that's part of a piece. And then the movement down through Spain into um, uh, and into Italy as the Selassie people. So basically my, my soul's journey through many of these different pieces. And then here today, I am in a place where I can reconnect all of these different aspects. And it is the land, the land that speaks to me through this. It is the connection with the plants of this land. It is the work that I do in this land that allows me to bring that all up to the surface. Not everything that I've experienced, I'm supposed to keep, 
But there are lots of pieces, there are many, many pieces that is a process that I need to observe and feel and step deeper into in order for me to pick up all of the pieces that are going to take my evolution to a new step in this lifetime. So these are some of the the, um, different aspects of my life that I need to reconnect with if I am to accomplish the greater part of my life purpose and step into a new level of my soul's mission. So it's really been a fascinating aspect and that was a few years of my life connected to this work, to really stepping deeper into who I am, thanks to the deeper um, relationship with the land and with the plants of this land. Because if I wouldn't have ever started to communicate with plants, I wouldn't have felt the shift to step into a deeper relationship with nature and also to give myself the ability and permission to think differently. It is that relationship to nature. It is that deep connection and communication with plants that has given me the alternative logic to see myself beyond the fact of this single life, but to look at not just the heritage that comes from my family, but also my spiritual heritage, and then bring these together in order to use that knowledge to consciously choose the future that I want to live and to accomplish what my soul needs for me in this lifetime and hopefully in other lifetimes as well. So these are all pieces that I would have never put together had I not started this deep relationship with plants. And this is why I feel like it's so important for all of us to understand and start connecting because we are nature and in nature, everything is divine. And therefore as beings of nature, we are divine. So understanding our own divine nature is part of our path as humans. And it is what liberates me, what frees me from that low level fear in order to be able to step more fully into who I am supposed to be today. I hope you've enjoyed learning about my journey and I hope this can help you on yours. If you want to talk about how I can help you develop your own hypothesis and your own research study for your spiritual evolution, I'm here. All you have to do is reach out to me. So I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts about what I talked about, about this research and how you feel like it can apply to you. So leave me a comment or better yet, you already know what I'm going to say. I want you to join the Naturally Conscious community because NCC is your supportive ecosystem where we can really explore new ways of living, being and doing in collaboration with the plants and our entire natural world. Until next time, I am delighted to support your evolving green brilliance. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsetta from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.